It's an amazing song. Just kind of happened. Took about 10 minutes, I guess. Mark, you didn't write this song in 10 minutes. Took a lifetime. How'd you do this? You know, I've never told anybody my story. When I was uh, 11 years old, life was tough. Where's Mama? She's gone. She don't want me no more. She don't want you neither. And I've always loved music. And I found some songs that I just, I held on to. They gave me hope. Mercy me, that can't be his real voice. Because I needed it. Dad, I can do this. No, you can't. And you're going to blink your eyes and you're going to realize that life has gotten you nowhere because you chased some stupid dream. I can I'm leaving. I want you to know that I pray for you all the time. And I hope that you find whatever it is that you're looking for out there. What are you running from? My dad. Been right about it. Let that pain become your inspiration. I have some stuff I need to sort out. And I deal with it the only way I know how. And that's to write a song. You hungry? I set the table. What is this? I want to make things bright. You and me. My dad was a monster. And I saw God transform him. Welcome back to the Mark Out Movie Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Spavi, and today I'm reviewing I Can Only Imagine. The movie came out in 2018. Um, Very special movie to me. Very impactful movie. Uh, Growing up in Greenville, Texas, Bart Millard suffers physical and emotional abuse at the hands of his father, author. When Arthur becomes terminally ill, he finds redemption by embracing his faith and rediscovering his love for his son. Years later, Bart's troubled childhood and mended relationship with his dad inspires him to write the hit song, I Can Only Imagine, as singer of the Christian band, Mercy Me. It got a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Metacritic gives it a 30%. 93% like this on Google. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 63% on the tomato eater. And the audience score there is 92%. Uh, It stars J. Michael Finley as Bart, Madeline Carroll as Shannon, Trace Atkins as Brickle, and Dennis Quaid as author. So there you go. There's the cast, the story. Let's talk about this movie now, shall we? Um, Man, like I said, this movie's impactful. Uh, I could relate to the Bart character a lot. Um, when we meet Bart, you know, he's he's got a very angry, abusive father. Whew. I mean, that's, that's rough to think about that for a second. Uh, this, his father come, comes in angry. He 
beats on his mom, beats on Bart. Um, it's 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 depressing to watch. It's very sad to watch. It's heartbreaking. Um, you know, I I've experienced some things myself, and that's why I can relate to this character. Um, but you know, he gets he goes to a camp. He meets Shannon. Come they become best friends. Eventually, they date in high school. Uh, his mom leaves, right? And he he attacks his father when he gets back from camp, and blames his father for his mother leaving. And you know, if things just get worse from there, man, it just gets worse for him with his father. His you know, his father is so angry at the world because his dreams didn't come true. Bottom line, his dreams didn't come true, and he's trying to get Bar to give up on his dreams because his dreams didn't pan out. Uh. And, you know, all Bart wants is for his father to love him. You know, and that's it. You know, wants his father's love. That's it. That's it's, it's all he wants. So he he joins the football team in high school. Ends up getting injured, will not be able to play ever again. He ends up joining the drama class and finds out he has some musical talent. And he ends up uh, getting a part in a play. Doesn't tell his father back because he thinks his father would Think it's stupid and silly, you know, because his father doesn't believe in having any kind of dreams whatsoever. But, you know, and, and he's actually pretty good in it. And his father finds out about it at while at a diner, I believe. It's what it looked like to me. It looked like a little diner. Um, he collapses on a floor, ends up in a hospital. He's being told he has, you know, cancer. And he's not going to take chemotherapy for it. He's just going to ride it out. And you know, the doctor said that well, that you know, very much increases your chances of dying, you know. And and also that, that that part hit me hard too. Just being a former, you know, a survivor of cancer, uh, my you know, despite not liking author in this movie, um, when we first met him anyway, um. You know, you never even if it's your worst enemy, you don't want to see them get sick or anything. You don't want to see harm. Not if you have a good heart, you don't. If, you know, if you're if you're a mean spirited person, maybe you do. But if you have a good heart, you don't. So that that was his point. But he wouldn't tell his son about it. He was more concerned about him not telling him about the play, and. That's a lot of info right there, you know. He's more concerned that his son is trying to pursue stuff that he doesn't agree with, and he's going to go come hard on, come down hard on him, you know, and not be supportive, you know. And I, I grew up with that too. I grew up. My dad wasn't very supportive of my dreams. Uh, he he actually told me the same thing. Author tells Bart, you know. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to waste your life on a stupid dream. And, uh, you know what, you know, but you know what my stupid dream led me to? It led me to this podcast. So <laughs> I look, you know, you may never accomplish what you go set, your, set, set out to, but doors will open to other things that you absolutely love. And the podcast is something I absolutely love. So I'm thankful for that. But anyway, moving on with the story, um, it's just hard to watch. You know, these this 
father and his son relationship. It's so toxic, you know, and it's just very hard to watch. Uh, but Dennis Quaid's excellent in the role as author. I mean, I've never personally hated Dennis Quaid in a movie before. Um, but as author, I hated him. Hated it, hated that man when he first made him. I hated him, uh, you know. And like I said, you know, Bart's terrified of him, even as a teenager, even as an adult, he's terrified of his father, you know. And so it, they get into it. Uh, he ends up leaving, he starts up a band, they call it Mercy Me, and they end up with the manager, and the manager tells him. He sees something in him, but he also thinks he's a—he's uh, not being authentic enough. He's afraid to be himself. And, you know, I've been told that as well, that I'm afraid to be myself. And um, so, like I said, this movie really hits me and it hits me hard. I, I can relate to this character, Bart, on many levels. Like if I ever got to meet him, I mean, I would, I would tell him I understood his story maybe more than some would. I really can relate to his story. I have no musical talent whatsoever, but I can relate to his story. And, um, you know, they get basically an audition in Nashville. And um, I'm skipping over a little bit, and I will go back, but they get an audition in Nashville, and it doesn't go so well. The, the crowd enjoys it. But, you know, the producers in Nashville, they really don't. They think he's an average. They don't, they don't think he's good enough to make it. And uh, that's, that's, that's a harsh reality because then he starts to think back what his father said. You ain't good enough, Bart. Simple as that. You're just not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. And, you know, that just rings in his head. It's ringing in like you're never going to be good enough. And it comes a mental, like, when you're physically abused, you can get over that with time. When you're mentally abused, that sticks with you forever. And you, you'll always think you're not good enough. I don't care. I mean, it just sticks with you. In some cases, some people have to go to therapy for it and whatnot. Um, some people refuse to go to therapy for it. But some, I mean, it, when you're mentally abused, oh man, it, it, it just sticks with you. And it stuck with Bart. And you can see that. Like, he, he was a good guy. But he can't get over that hump. You know, he can't get over the hump. Something always happens. He's, he's very unhappy. He's, he's an angry guy. He's got hate in his heart. Um, and he's got some things to sort out. And his manager tells him, man, you got to sort some things out. What are you running from, Bart? He says, I'm running from my father. He says, sort that out. Write about it. Let it be your inspiration. And, you know, he comes back home and his dad's changed. He's not the same man he used to be. He's going to church now. And uh, he finds out and, and Bart's, and, you know, before I get to that, I got to go back a little bit. When he leaves, he tells Shannon. And he's he's a little prick to Shannon. 
and, and we all are right at sometimes in our lives even good guys are pricks <laughs> to women we really care about whether it's a female friend or it's your love interest in this case for bart it's both uh shannon is his best friend shannon is also the love of his life um and he's a prick to her. And she's she's always telling, I, I love you, Bart. And, says, and he's like, I know you do. But I don't love you. And, it, and it's not true, because he does. But he says some of the dumbest things right there. And <laughs> so he ends up leaving. And she ends up telling him, I hope you find what, you, what you're looking for. I'll pray for you. And so... He, and they end up reuniting again, and he's wanting her to come along on tour with him, uh, and she won't do it. But she says she prays for him every night, and she takes his CD, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to have a happy ending for those two. And that just kind of breaks your heart because you know this guy was—he was dumb, he was stupid, but you know he—he he was what he was. He reacted in a negative way, and I think every guy has done that with someone they care about. They've reacted in a negative way and they realize it later on and regret it. Uh, depending on the girl and how many times you've done it to, to her, you know, depending if she accepts your apology. Um, but in this situation, you know, getting back from him going home, he's, he, he, they're at the kitchen table and the author is, is asking him, if God can forgive all these other people, why can't he forgive me? And that hits me hard. Because, like I said, I, I can relate to this character. Um, you know, my father, I've, I've seen God change him in ways I, I can't even begin to explain. Like, I just can't. Like, he's changed him in, in so many good ways. The only way you can explain it is God touched his heart, touched his soul, and changed it. And that's that's the truth. And so I, I, I'm re when I'm watching this scene in the movie, I'm relating to this because I, I lived it in, in, in some extent. But anyway, Bart said, God can forgive you. I can't. And that is such a heartbreaking moment in this movie because Bart's got so much anger in him, so much hatred in his heart that he can't forgive his own father. And they go into a, a, a topic where his dad beat him with a belt on his back and left bruises. And author's like, I cried all night that night for what I did to you. He said, Dad, I cried all night too because of the pain. He said, I was just a kid, you know, and whew, it, it's, it's powerful, man. It, it's powerful. Um, as Bart is telling Amy Grant, I seen my dad, I seen God transform my dad from a monster. Because that's the only way you can explain it. He was a monster. To a man I respect. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. 
But he, later on, he finds out he's getting ready to leave, and he realizes he he sees that uh, a brochure of cancer. He finds out his dad has cancer. And uh, it's terminal. He's going to die from it. And your heart just sinks. It's saying it's, it's from that moment on, he starts to build a, a bond with his father. He'd never had when he was a kid. He starts to forgive his father and spends what time he has left with him, taking care of him, bonding, getting to know him, loving him. That's special. And um, after he passes, um, man, so it's just hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um, after he passes, he goes through his old book they had with Shannon at the camp, and it says, "Imagine all through the book, I can imagine, I can imagine, I can imagine." So he starts to write the song, "I can only imagine." And he, he writes it, and they sing it, and they're going to give it to Amy Grant because she can make it blow up, right? And, oh, man, it's, it's, it's such – it's a good moment in the movie. It's a good moment for his life, you know, that he finally wrote something that's going to mean something to people. And, and Amy's like, are you sure you want to do this? He says – this song deserves to be out there and, and you can get it out there. I can't. And she's like, do you want me to say anything? At, you know, when I'm singing your song, do you want me to say anything? He says, tell the people it's for my father. I mean, that just makes my heart, man. It touches my heart, man. And because it's such a special moment. But anyway, you get to the concert. He's invited Shannon to it. Um, he called her and he's called her many times and invited her. And, and this is a pivotal moment in the movie. Maybe the best moment in the movie. It's at the end, too. Um, she's getting ready to sing the song, I can only imagine. And she can't do it. It's not her song to sing. It's Bart's. She calls him up there and she tells him she can't. This is your song. This is your moment. Sing it. So he starts to sing it. He's a little rusty at first, a little nervous at first. Once he gets into it, man, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful moment in the movie. Um, and then, then this moment, this is, you know, oh man, I don't even know how the words describe it. It's everything coming together. It's the culmination of all the mental abuse, the physical abuse. Not being able to love yourself, not being able to love Shannon, not being able to love anyone really, doubting yourself. In that one moment, he lets it all go. He just lets it go. And he's free. And he's singing with all his heart. And the crowd's loving it. But then also in that one moment, he's not singing to the crowd anymore. Nope, nope, he's not singing to the crowd. He's singing to his father. I can only imagine what it would be like, you know? And it's such a big moment in the movie. It's such a loving moment. 
it touches my heart every time. I'm crying when I'm when I see this scene. Every single time I've cried during it. I cried last night a bunch. This movie hits me. Uh like no film. I I can honestly say no film. I can I, I can't relate to any film better than I do. I can only imagine. I really can't. Um, you know, like but like Bart, I've seen God change men, women. Uh you let God in, man. He, he's going to do something good for your soul, for your heart. He's going to do something good for you. And um, I, I've personally seen it myself, you know. Um, I've personally went through it myself, you know. I, I've, but I ain't going to get, I'm not trying to get off on me because I don't, I, I want to talk about the movie and what it meant to me. But after that moment, they started selling, this thing blew up. And it was on every radio station imaginable during that time. I mean, stations that did not even play Christian music were playing this song. This song inspired millions. And that's just the truth. It, it was a big hit, man. It was a big hit. And it inspired millions. And it was on every station possible. Everybody was playing, I can only imagine. And this was the story. What led to the song. And... This was a spoiler review. I mean, I you, I cannot talk about. It, I can only imagine and not spoil and talk about it. I have to talk about it. And and if you haven't seen this movie, I, I recommend you watching it, finding it because if you just look at it, it's a Christian. It's not just a Christian movie. It is a Christian movie. Don't get me wrong. It's about God and all that stuff. It's it's about what He can do for you when you start to believe in Him. When you start to have faith in Him, it's it's about that. But it's not like you know. It doesn't have an agenda to get you to become a Christian. That's not it at all. It's just telling Bart's story. Because he really wasn't a Christian. You know, he really, you know, he really wasn't at this point in time. Not until he went home and saw how God changed his father that he started to have more faith in God. And it's just a beautiful movie, man. It's a beautiful movie. Um, it's just beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It's beautiful at the same time. It's a perfect storm. Uh, it really is. It's a perfect storm. It's a perfect midst of sadness, heartbreak, joy, laughter, feel-good moments. And, you know, and one of my favorite parts of the movie is that he does find Shannon at the concert, and they kiss, and they end up getting married, you know. It, it was a it was a happy ending, you know, and they're 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 still singing. Mercy me, still going on today. So that, that's a that's a positive. Message. This movie is a positive message, and I think that's why I picked it because with everything going on in the world today, I felt like I needed to pick something that was positive. You know, pick something that was positive. I mean, I love horror films, I love my action films, I love my comedies. I wanted to pick something that was positive. So I did. I picked I Can Only Imagine because it's perfect. That The title is perfect. I Can Only Imagine. You know, perfect title to a song. Perfect title for a movie. Perfect title for a story. Just imagination, you know. Um, but if you have not seen this movie... And you're a little mad at me because I, I spoiled some parts. I uh, sincerely do apologize, but it was the only way to really talk about the movie fully. And I wanted to talk about it. Uh, 
but I had a blast watching it. Like it, it tears my heart up. I mean, it it does. I'm a sensitive guy, but it tears my heart up. It it, it warms my heart too, because it it shows people can change. People you hate today could be could be people you love tomorrow. It's just the way it is. And God can change that, in my opinion. What I've seen personally, God can do that. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this review of I Can Only Imagine from my perspective. Um, it's one of the most positive movies I've ever seen. One of the most inspiring movies I've ever seen. Uh, and I'm a big Christian film guy. I like watching them. Not all of them are good. You know, I'll be honest with you. Not all of them are good. The ones here lately I've seen have been pretty good. Breakthrough is another one. Uh, that, that's a really good one. I haven't like seen a lot of the the guy, the people that did Fireproof. I think I've only seen Fireproof. I haven't seen Flywheel, Facing the Giants, Courageous, Overcomer, War Room. I haven't seen any of those. I've only seen Fireproof. So I read the book. I was I, I, honestly I was going to pick that, but I did a poll on Facebook. Not a lot of people uh, voted on it. But I appreciate the people that did. I do appreciate y'all. And, you know, I forgot two films. I forgot Breakthrough and I forgot The Shack. Pardon me. I just burped. <laughs> but I forgot those films. But I do, man, this was a, a fantastic journey uh, to watch, to talk about, man. Um, you know, I feel better about talking about it because, you know, it's a, it's a very important movie. And... You know, if if you are going through something you don't think people will understand, talk to God about it. And this isn't becoming like a Christian podcast or anything, but talk to somebody about it. If you talking to your friends doesn't help, talk to him. Talk to God. What's the worst can happen? Nothing. You feel nothing can happen? That's the worst. But I can tell you one thing. When I talk to talk to the Lord, good things happen. I feel good about stuff afterwards. And that's my message. I can only imagine, right? You know, that's my message. Uh, but, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm going to give my scores real quick, uh, which you probably already know what my score is going to be. Uh, I, it's like one of my favorite. It was one of my favorite films of 2018. I want to say it made my top 10 uh, films in 2018. Um you know, but anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my score. I'm giving it five markouts on the on the markout meter. Five out of five, ladies and gentlemen. Five out of five. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I look. I know. I think these people did. Uh, I still believe. Have not seen that one though. It, ha it has uh, Archie from Riverdale in it, uh, and Britt Robertson, I believe. Um, I think it's her name, but I'm not really. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I do believe it's her name. I think she was in Secret Circle on WB, uh, <laughs> which also is where Riverdale is. But, you know, it didn't last. Uh, but I think that's what she was from. Uh, she's probably from a lot of stuff, but that's what I... And I don't see a lot of TV shows. Um, I'm, I'm, I always catch up on TV shows when they're finished. That's, that's how I roll. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I had fun with this movie. I, I had, Well, I won't say I had fun, but I had a good time watching it. It, it, meant, it means a lot to me. It's a very important film to me. It, it's a very inspiring film, as I've said. Um, 
Dennis Quaid delivered one of one of a, one of his best performances, in my opinion, in this movie. Um, and, and when you first meet Arthur, you hate him. By the end, you love him. <laughs> and when he's singing to him, tears are going to roll down your cheek. They just are. And that that moment, tears are going to roll down your cheek. And I'm getting teary-eyed just talking about it. They it's just going to hit you in a way you, you didn't think you could be hit. Um. I don't think Aaron's seen this movie. I recommend it, Aaron. If you're listening, I recommend this movie. Um, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere or not, um, but if it is, find it and watch it. It's it's a great movie. It really is. Um, but anyway, I'm going to close this out. I thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. This is our 89th episode. Thank you for supporting us. Um, we appreciate you, and uh, hopefully we continue to grow. Um, but anyway, thank you, uh, for letting me mark out today on, uh, I can only imagine, uh, until next time, I'll see you next week. Uh, I may have a couple reviews though next week, uh, instead of, uh, our usual thing, our usual weekly episode, I may, I'm not saying I will, but I may have Hannibal season one review up and I may have what am I gaming back? I may finally bring that back. I'm very close to the end of that game I'm playing. And also next week, if, if it doesn't fall through, we're going to do another interview with a former independent wrestler uh, named Joseph Monk. Uh, uh, I look forward to that. If it happens, I'm going to contact him, make sure he's still on for next week, uh, and promote that on Facebook. If uh, Also, if, you, if you're on Facebook... And you haven't liked our page yet? Go to Mark Out Movie Podcast, hit that like, and follow us for upcoming news and what whatnot. I think um, I'm gonna start doing movie news on there, uh, like maybe every Tuesday or Wednesday or something. I don't know. I'll talk to Aaron about it. But I, I'm thinking about it. You know, I've been wanting to do that. Um, but maybe when things slimmer down a little bit, uh, the world gets back to normal somewhat. But anyway, I'm a, I got a 30 minute lim limit on this and I'm at 28 minutes. So I got to close this out. So thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed this review of I Can Only Imagine. And until next time, thank you for marking out with us on the Mark Out Movie Podcast.